0: Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're so happy you're here. That's that's becoming our
1: our thing we say every time. Linda, I just look at you and you say hello and welcome
0: to Ayers on the Road. Very nice. (laughs) We um, hope that you had a great week. As we record this, actually, it's Good Friday, and we have had a very good week. We had a Seder dinner last night, just a very abbreviated one, just um, so that we could be a little better educated with our daughter and her family, and it was really beautiful. It really was. These, You know, religious traditions
1: of all faiths are, are pretty special because they they bring people together. They bring families together. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I mean, you could say, well, you guys always talk about families. But our three-letter lesson, the 10th one in this series, is going to be related to that. But before we quite get to it, honey, Ira's on the road. We are kind of on the road. We're heading out tomorrow for Majorca. wonder how many people just know instantly where Mallorca is. I didn't. (laughs) It has kind of a ring to it. It's a lovely little island. Little island. It's actually the biggest island in the Mediterranean, but it's small enough that you can drive around it in
0: six hours. Just off the coast of Spain. And uh, it's going to be very interesting. We're going to be there for a week. Our son is joining us from Zurich at the, toward the end of the week. Um, That's really
1: where we're going. We're going to visit our son who lives in, in uh, Milans, which is not, not Milan.
0: Milan's. But Milans, Milan's,
1: a small town in the very south of Switzerland, right close in to the Italy in the Alps, the
0: Alps. Yeah.
1: Right by Davos, which a lot of people have heard of. But on the way, we just, we found a, an interesting opportunity to, Stop off on Majorca for a week on our way to Switzerland. So we'll be we'll be broadcasting, or we'll be doing our next podcast from Majorca. We'll tell you a little more about it. It's a place we've never been. It's getting it's getting a little hard to find places we haven't been. Oh, <laughs> no, no. that's not true. Oh, that's no. not true. There's so In fact, many our places. Our big debate is: I always want to go back to places we have been, and Linda's like, but if we do. Well, Miss- there will be a place we won't get to. <laughs> That's you know? right.
0: That's right. I always like to go someplace new. Restaurants too, but I'm you're winning on that. <laughs> oh, going back to old restaurants yeah. standbys, right? <laughs> anyway, we're so happy that you're with us. We are going to be talking about family today, um, and actually, kind of a unique way maybe. In introduction, I have to say that one of our daughters got on Marco Polo and our kids are spread all over the world. So we really have to do Marco Polo. But she got on Marco Polo yesterday and said, this is ridiculous. You guys, we have this opportunity to have a little update from everybody on this thing. And it's not hard and you can do it your own time and you can listen to it your own time. And um, this is an update on our family. And she told us stuff that was happening that we had no idea and then people shipped in they're starting to come uh is so fun we have a little eight-year-old grandson that said um grandfather (laughs) did you realize that your hair was standing straight up (laughs) (laughs) on your last post (laughs) (laughs) on your last post um but it really is so fun to be in touch with family because we are at a point where it is really hard to stay in touch with the comings and goings of that many and, people.
1: And yet it shouldn't be because it is so easy with Marco Polo or, or with just texts or FaceTime, or FaceTime or other. Zoom. We're just so lucky. We There's can, so many ways we can to be stay in, in such close touch. And we got to quit assuming things. we got to quit saying, well, they're fine and they're fine. And we know kind of what they're doing. We, you, unless you do an, uh, unless you, I don't know. Do you think people need a schedule? Do we need a schedule? We've been trying to do a a, uh, a Zoom call with all of our children on together, all of our families, once every fortnight, every two weeks, in other words, and that's a good catch up. Although
0: and you know, everybody you can't, can't do it all, all the once. time. Yeah. That's the
1: whole point. That's why Marco Polo is so good, or other other social media where you can leave, you know, a video message and, and really give an update. And we've got to quit assuming that everyone kind of knows what we're doing and say, well, here's, let's get a little detail here. Here's what we're thinking, not only what we're doing, what yeah. we're thinking, what we're yeah, feeling. That. yeah, That's so important. And, and it is, you know, a lot of families live close together and still don't communicate as much as they should. Right. I'm, I'm
0: not sure my. Maybe Pol- next door is the hardest. Yeah. You know, you yeah. just see the coming and going, and, and and probably a lot of you are more involved because you do have children closer in and you're still running carpools or um, whatever it is. But it really is so important to stay in touch with family.
1: And don't you think that some social media actually works against really being up to speed on people because? Twitter, you're saying some little teeny thing, or a lot of times Instagram is just a picture, and and that's not real communication. No, you know? but it's better than it's nothing. better than nothing. I mean, it sort of shows a lot you're, better you're there. But the idea of getting a little deeper, and, and you know, a lot of families used to write write a letter each week, and everyone would contribute. This oh, is yeah. going back, you days. know, years and yeah. years. But do the same thing with um, a Marco Polo or another thing i'm eating an apple trying to keep from coughing i'm got a little cough today i'm gonna bring my little cough
0: to my orca maybe yeah uh it's not covid but wow we're not out of the woods yet on that but speaking of on the road again we do have
1: um uh, this is we often blame ourselves we traveled so much with our children when they were little partly because we were going on book tours, and we were going on speaking trips, and we had a lot of mileage, we had a lot of miles to take kids with us on things, and maybe that's the reason they travel so much, but yesterday, one of our daughters, our oldest daughter, Saren, just returned from a trip with her husband and
0: their two twins to Morocco, It was their big senior trip, and I have to give you a little bit of background. Last year, they were all ready to do this, had all the hotels, all the plane connections, camel rides, everything. On the way to the airport, one of the twins tested positive. We for COVID, and we may have mentioned that when it happened, but anyway, this poor daughter has been working for almost a year now to reorganize this trip. And because these kids are going to be seniors next year, they usually take them when they're 16 for a nice trip. But what a trip it was! What
1: I mean, you know, speaking of places we haven't been, our kids kind of pride themselves in going. Well, that's not the right thing, but it, it is interesting when they go somewhere we haven't been and morocco i mean it just think of the names of the cities they visited in morocco and you can't help but be intrigued marrakech casablanca tangier rabat fez <laughs> fez my favorite fez who named who named those cities they're 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 talk about faraway places with strange sounding names well they
0: probably think our- are <laughs> You know, Chicago sounds funny to them too.
1: Remember that song, <laughs> Far Away places with strange sounding
0: names. Anyway, they've had a wonderful time.
1: But then, our other daughter, one of our other daughters, Sadie, just got back with her family from Guatemala, where they've been doing some humanitarian work. And I mean, not Guatemala City, but up in the mountains, where her husband, Jeff, served his. Mission many, many years ago. And boy, did they have a time.
0: They had an amazing time because he served up in the mountains with uh, lots of village people. I mean, not lots, even lots of really village,
1: tiny people. Tiny
0: people um, who <laughs> wonderful were wonderful people speaking Ketchi, which was not even Spanish. It's a totally different language. So he knew some Spanish when he went, but then he had to learn Kachi. And then he taught Spanish to his companion, which has been very helpful to him as he's uh, had his family and had his work life. So it, it was they had an amazing experience.
1: The other thing we want to mention in kind of a preliminary, although usually half of ours on the road is preliminaries while we're getting around to the subject <laughs> yeah, to the it. Day. Yeah, But we did want to mention grandparenting again because we are so Grateful and excited that there is so much interest, we're starting a grandparenting course called Grandparenting One Hundred and One, the basics. But it's really going to go beyond the basics because we've just been flooded. We 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 just put out on this show and on some of our social media that this course is going on, we've got hundred, we've got a thousand, over a thousand now people that want to sign up for this course and Um,
0: by going on you mean going on in the future it's not going on yeah
1: yeah it's gonna it's gonna get started and we're we're developing it based on the question we've done a little survey we've sent out and what do you mostly want to learn about being a better grandparent and my goodness there's it's like a it's like a dam has burst there's so much interest and um you know if you're out there and you're a grandparent and you want to be involved um, the way you get on this mailing list, this invitation list, is really simple. Just send an email to. I'll say this once, and then I'll wait a minute and say it again. So if you need to get a pencil, but but we want you to be involved. If you're a grandparent, or if you're about to become a grandparent, just just. Or rather, if you
0: have grandparents that you want, yeah that, that you, you want, want to be involved <laughs> that you want to get
1: them involved. Irs um, Grandparenting One Oh One at gmail.com and be sure
0: you spell it e-y-r-e-s
1: right ires, hard, like to... like it's plural but without the apostrophe so ires grandparenting 101 at gmail.com
0: so and going we'll get on, you on the list yes going on we um it, it but that's all about family too we're really all about family and it is so interesting to see how it changes as life goes on but the word this week, the three-letter word, give is... me a drum
1: roll. You know, the three-letter lesson, and again, quick introduction. You guys know that we every time, every chance we have an open eyes on the road, we we pick a three-letter word or abbreviation that that has a lot of meaning that you can build a whole concept around a whole conceptual framework. And this is number 10. We've done nine up until now, honey. This is number 10, and the, and the word is FAM, F-A-M. And that's not an official abbreviation, but it means a lot to us, those three letters, because we always, that's how we That's how we communicate. We say, how's the FAM? How's the FAM? Almost every letter I write, even in a business sense, I say at the end, hope you and, and the FAM are doing well. And I don't know why. It's just something we've done forever, but... But think of FAM FAM as a three-letter lesson about priorities because everything eventually listen, we're telling you as old people, <laughs> we are looking back over our life and looking forward to a lot more life. But we're we're telling you the one if there's one thing we know, it all comes down to family in the end. And Everyone has a family. One of the things that really worries us is people say, well, well, I don't have a family yet, or I don't have a family or whatever, meaning that they're not married or they don't have children. But that's just one little part of a family. We're all part of families. We all have parents. We all have, in most cases, at least one sibling. We have cousins, we have aunts, we have uncles, we have nephews, we have nieces.
0: And in a lot of cases, you have more than one family. If you're married, you have an in-law family. You know, there's so many many things that point to family in our lives.
1: And that's what ultimately matters. We get so caught up in all these things we think matter. And they do, to some extent, our profession or our, our interests, our hobbies, our are the things we that fulfill us our travel, all these other things. But when it all settles out, it comes back to family. And
0: and we have to say that some families are harder than others. Absolutely. <laughs> we've been talking but to all friends are this week who've struggling with our families. And I know that when and there are times when we are struggling, it can be really hard things, relationship things, but it could be health things. We're dealing with uh, hearing loss of a grandchild this week there's always family issues that w- there's always that issues. you need to think about and
1: we're about. not and, and in case you think oh boy here's the hours again on family same old same old we're going to give you some different paradigms and and suggest some different ways to look at your family and a bigger way to think of family than what we usually do so Stay with us, and we'll take a little break, and we'll come right back and get into the three-letter lesson of fam.
0: Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer, and we're back. I'm talking about fam today—a three-letter lesson. So take it, honey.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's very, we were at a meeting the other day. We, we are part of a little group. In fact, it was something we initiated that has really blossomed, and we can't tell you too much about it because it's still in the works, as they say, but it's a, it's a, it's a meeting with the governor of, or it's a project with the governor of Utah. Uh, and, and this is no secret, in his State of the State address, Governor Spencer Cox said, you know, we are going to create a new office or a new department of government, and it's going to be the office of the department of children and parents. In other words, the office of family, not to interfere in families. The last thing we need is government interfering in families, but to, to be a watchdog for families, to look out for the things that that matter most and to try to facilitate and support families. And the reason for that, the justification for it, of course, is the thing we always say, we give lip service to this. We say, oh, the family is the basic unit of society. Right? right. And, the, and that's true. I mean, it is the smallest, organ. It, it's, it is the basic unit. But what we forget is that it's even more than that. It's, it's the basic unit of our economy. It's the base unit of our, of our uh, society, of our culture. It is the thing that, that everything else revolves around. And it is also the simplest and least expensive place to solve problems, right? I mean, that's why it, it's smart to have this new office or department because if you can solve or, or prevent a problem, in the basic unit of family, it never becomes part of the criminal justice problem or the welfare system problem or all the other things that government do. One way to think of government is is a larger organization, either on a city or a state or a county or whatever level that tries to deal with the problems when they escape out of the home, in other words, If you can't, if if we could solve every problem
0: in the home, we we would need much, much, much less government, right? Right. And the the government already does do a lot for families. And we're learning a lot about um, the defense, taking care of welfare families and taking care of, uh, you know, really bad situations that they can't seem to get themselves out of. Protecting children who need it. Protecting those children. But we are thinking that we need to do more on the offense and really do some creative, wonderful things for families to help them realize how important they are to not only each other, but to society.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to change things that governments are doing that are, that are impacting families negatively. I, I went to get my hair cut the other day and, and my barber. I don't, it was so interesting because it was right before we were, the reason I was getting my hair cut is we were going to this meeting with the the governor and with the governor's people on this issue. And I thought I ought to get a haircut and and I'm sitting there in the barber's chair and this barber starts going on the fact I was asking him about his family. How's your fam (laughs) speaking of, And he said, well, you know, we're kind of discouraged because we're trying to buy a house. We want to have a little, we've got three kids. We want to have a, a home of our own and we're trying to save our money and and we can't. I said, well, why can't you save your money? And he said, well, because we need food stamps right now. We're just not doing too well. And we need we need to feed our kids and we need to be on food stamps. But if we have more than $2,000 in savings, guess what? We can't get food stamps.
0: <clears throat>
1: and I said, wow, when government... Unwittingly makes it harder for families. And we all know that, you know, there's tax structures now in place in this country where you actually pay more tax
0: if you're a family than if you're singles. Right. There are so many ramifications. There are so many things that um, government is being well meaning in trying to help people. But wow, I mean, that you didn't you got to tell the end of the story because he had these beautiful shoes on right <laughs>
1: oh my gosh Really I like expensive had a pair shoes. of 500 shoes on and this barber and and he said look at my shoes he said i i sp- i'm thinking of things to spend any money we do have so i don't have too much savings so we can still get food stamps what a convoluted well, that, that mess. is really
0: it's a little bit weird but anyway um it is a little weird the uh They could buy a lot of food with $500 for those shoes. But anyway, there there are a lot of families that are just in need of real help and understanding of what they're doing and who they are and how important they are to the the culture and to the government.
1: Yeah. You know, Linda, there's this weird, and it's kind of weird when you think about it, this saying that it's a cliche. People use it a lot, right? Blood is thicker than water. I mean, what does that really mean? At first, I've always thought this kind of an odd thing to say, but we know what it means, right? That old, what it means is what we're talking about here now. That ultimately, your family is what matters. I mean, other friends will come and go, various things in your life will come and go. Family will always be family, and to recognize that, and I mean. I'm thinking of a simple little example. We were with one of our grandkids the other day, and we are talking about his cousins and how cousins are more important than friends because blood is thicker than water, because you're connected in a way that we believe is an eternal way. I mean, that's a whole other dimension, right? I mean, right. a lot of us in, in our faith have a sign on our refrigerator or whatever that says families are forever and so we kind of double down. We say not only is family the most important relationship uh, you can have uh, within a family are the most important relationships on uh, this world, but, but we believe beyond. And our marriages are not till death do you part, but for time and all eternity. And there's even a book written by one of the early prophets in our church that, that's called The Government of God. And the government of God is family. We believe the organization of, of God's children in the eternities is going to be a familial organization, a family organization. And there will be a lot of welding going on, new, you know, new people put into families and so on. But we don't understand the details but we just know that family is the basic unit, not only of society and of culture and of the economy, but of eternity.
0: So um, we hope this is making you think about your own family and how well connected you are. Uh, You may be absolutely doing a great job and many of you are, we know, but we can always do better. We, um, life gets so busy. And when when Johnny called, not called, but got on to Marco Polo and said, come on, you guys, I don't know what's going on in New York City. I don't know what's going on on the and mountains. My brother's the family, Alps. my sister's I, I don't, I just come on, just let us know. Just take a minute. I think that there are, there's just more we can do when because everybody is so busy to just keep pulling back to the center a little bit and, and making sure that we're in touch with family members and especially maybe, especially with ones that we've had a little bit of trouble with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, mending fences, mending, mending fences. you know, not letting things go on and on. It is shocking how often we'll be giving a speech or we'll be traveling somewhere and someone will, for whatever reason, because they've read a book or something we've done, they'll, they'll share something with us. And it's, it's shocking how often it is. Oh, I'm estranged. That's a That's think what a think, what a sad word that is. I'm estranged from my brother. I haven't talked to my brother for 20 years. We just, we just don't get along. We've gone our separate ways. We've got to mend those fences. We've got to find a way because that person will always be your brother. That person will always be your cousin. And it's so easy to get offended. That's the thing, I mean, people in your family can hurt you or offend you in ways no one else can because you care. I mean, something deep within you connects you to them. And so when there's a falling out, it hurts and we just want to run away
0: from it. Right, in fact. Our prophet in a recent general conference, as many of you will know, what I'm going to say, really challenged us to find those people that and not necessarily just family, but to mend some fences. Yeah, yeah. And to really uh, think about what you can do to have a better relationship with somebody in your family or somebody who needs to be reconnected with. And I do think that is a really important challenge. We've both thought of somebody that it was not necessarily a bad relationship, but it could be better.
1: Yeah. And that reminds me, honey, one of the things that came back, came out in this meeting with the governor's uh, initiative on families was, um, wouldn't it be great if someone was looking out for families to the extent that every, every, bill that goes to the legislature or every um, decision that's made by the judicial arm of government has some kind of a family impact statement. In other words, someone's sitting saying, how will this law or this this case or this decision, how will it affect families? So we don't get into situations like the, like the example of my barber the other day. And, and we can do that on a personal level. You know, one the thing that makes a lot of, has always made a lot of sense to to the two of us and to our, our children and many people we know and work with is think of your life as sort of having two parts: the inner and the outer. The inner being what happens in your home, in your family, in your relationships with those you are related to, and then the other part being the outer—that everything that happens outside your home, your job, your hobbies, your interests, your investments, your leisure, all those things. And, and, and balance the two. Because if we're not careful, we end up spending 95% of our time on the outer stuff and, and nothing on the inner. And the inner, I like to think of it like a target or a bullseye. The bullseye is the family. That's the part that matters most. And it's the things out around it the career, the interest, the, the, even the church activity, the, what you do, those things are all there to support that family. In fact, it's our one of our favorite quotes, a prophet in our church years and years ago said, the, the church is the scaffolding with which we build eternal families. Isn't that so? I just never tire in thinking about that. The, the, even the church, something as important as the church and people of faith, don't want to put anything ahead of the church. The church is 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 so magnificently important. But in this quote, it is important because it is the scaffolding, which implies it's temporary to some degree. It's the scaffolding with which we build eternal families. It's the family that lasts forever beyond this earth, not the church.
0: Right. Uh, what we're asking you to do and maybe challenging you to think about a little bit today, I think is we're all in kind of a box, you know, with our family yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like this guy who is just has to have food stamps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He doesn't have to have food stamps. He can go out and do other things and yeah. so on. But we think we have to have a certain thing and ha- have our family be a certain way to be successful or whatever the box is that you're in. And, or we want our child to be different because they would be better for them and so on. And I think it's just so important to lift yourself out and family and say, what can I do to make our family better?
1: That's really well said, honey. And to to close, maybe I can put that even in in a graphic challenge. Take a piece of paper out. If you want to do something really interesting, take out a blank piece of paper and write a circle in the middle of it, a big circle. And, and right inside of their family. And then, and then around it, so you've got the inner and the outer, what's in that circle and what's outside. And write down, just take a minute and let yourself think about all the dimensions of your family, not just your own children or your own parents or your own, but write but right in the names of your cousins and your uncles and everyone who's in your extended family. Think about that for a while as the bullseye And then look at all the space around that circle and think a little about how your other things that you're doing in your life can be tied in to that family and how the family can be the ultimate goal and the thing that everything else has to support.
0: Well on may sound like pie in the sky, but that's what we're about today. <laughs> um, so we hope that we've given you some things to think about. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that we'll see you again next time on Hires on the Road. Bye for now.